Welcome back, everybody, for the third episode. Yes, the third episode of the My Opinion Doesn't Matter podcast. We actually have our first special guest with us today. Uh, we don't have, we have only one co-host. Jacob is back. What? No, Once again, people. nearly touching, but he is back. And then, of course, we have our very now special guest, touching. a personal uh, colleague and friend of me and my co-host, Miss Deb Keller. Welcome, everybody. Say hi to the people. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. We're so excited to have you listen to our little discussion today about life and its vagaries and its energies and its desires, right? And its yes, quandaries. Absolutely. So yeah. tell, tell the people a little bit about how you know us and a little bit more about you um, individually. Well, I met EJ and Jacob both as uh, acting training clients. And so that's a really wonderful way to uh, meet people. It's kind of scary and risky, and there's something that I have to share, and then do people pick up the ball? And I think we see these interactions all the time in life. Then there's other things that I do in life that kind of help me approach a classroom in a more holistic way or a more whole way where I can find my truth and see the humanity behind somebody. So I do a couple of different jobs, and it's really for right now my own, I think, mental health in a way. So I also do massage. I went to massage school just a couple of years ago, and um, well, six or seven now, I guess. But um, that helps me see people in this other light of humanity and the power of touch, the power of being with another human being in a very equal way and, and going in, I can divine things in a kind of a witchy sense of like, what does this person need to, in terms of healing or help through my hands, but maybe not for me, from me. So it depends on whether you know anything about Reiki and all this stuff. And I'm very strong, so I do deep tissue. So I don't do a lot of massages every a day. Yeah, just I, beat the crap out of your strong. clients. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I also teach aerial silks, and that's actually where I feel like a lot of my lessons in life come from. I feel like I can relate everything through aerial silks. I've seen some of your videos. They're incredible. Those are like, the big like boy silks, where I call crazy. them the big girl silks. They're the ones, for those of you who don't know, yes, Pink did them. She did a hammock, and then her dancers did long silks. But, yeah, long silks, so we'll, we have a, I have a um, rig that hangs 20 feet then, and so um, it's a 20-foot straight-down silk that's five feet wide each, and it's really fun and hard and courageous and honest in that courageousness. How did you work the grip strength, be able to grab onto just sheets? You like, absolutely. That's be, well, I, I know that. So people give me these two excuses. They say, I'm not strong enough. I'm afraid of heights. And so I'm like, well, you have to pick one. Because if you're not strong enough, then you can't get high. And if you're, if you're afraid of heights, then that's great. We can keep you on the ground. And that's where you're going to get the strength. And then they go, I'm not strong enough. Well, actually, the funny thing about aerial silks and a lot of circus stuff you're not gonna get that strength anywhere else but doing the thing. You literally have to put your body in that arena for the body to sponsor a desire to go, I need to get stronger. And I think this is phenomenal about training and it brings us back to acting training and the mind. So what I find phenomenal about the I also teach yoga and I've taught all gym classes in the past and I switched to then massage. Um, but the body undergoes a difficulty and says, I have to get stronger. So just take push-ups or planks and you get stronger. They have programs, apps, a minute a week or five minutes. Because the body's responding to stimulus, stress, and saying, ooh, apply more force here, by build, build more muscle fibers, uh, apply more muscle here. In very simplistic terms. The mind, however, encounters stress and backs up. That was stressful. That person, I don't know. And backs away. 
So mm-hmm. the resiliency of our relationship, I think, is is really kind of wonderful because you you guys are people who have never backed away and you keep on attacking life mm-hmm. and you keep on going forward. And in that sense, though, I taught you at one point in your lives. Now I can learn from you and that desire and that going forward. I think we have to have running mates. And so it's a big thought of mine that, you know, it's on my Facebook page. Run with those who run with you. Absolutely. Always run with yourself. And that's a hard one in the yes. deep, dark nights of the soul to run with yourself. And, and, and then you have to be a little judicious. Yeah, who am I going to choose to be by my side? Are they, are they positive? Are they a healthy influence? In the desires that I don't dare speak, in the desires that I want to manifest, also in things that maybe we don't have to speak about, but they're also challenging themselves in their own life. So uh, that's a lot. And then um, I, oh, I teach college. I teach college theater. Just teach everything, man. <laughs> right? It, well, yeah, it's like that's things crazy. that I spent time learning. I, it, this came up last night. Why do you teach it? They're because I spent a lot of um, energy and time, hunger and seeking in learning these things. For me, they, they stabilized me. So I sought out great teachers. And then because of my the way I like to learn something, <laughs> it helps me now be a teacher, I think. Maybe people have different opinions. Because I drive down for, how does it operate? Like at University of Michigan, it would be, I got an A plus in Calc, and I'm a theater major, BFA, and uh, Calc uh, was really comforting because otherwise you're doing monologues, dance, singing, and there's a bunch of different interpretations. However, I can memorize this proof, bang it out, and get it right. Absolutely, it felt so gratifying. So as we mix our days together with how we make money and how we live and coax through those days or coast through those. It's interesting to know what we need as a solidity and what we can have as then a risk. So there we go for a second. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm um, um, uh, a quick little background. Um, um, uh, I know you had mentioned that that at one point you were our, our acting instructors when be, when me and Jacob went to MPI that we mentioned in the last episode. Uh, she was one of the three teachers that we had had. We had one for like a couple weeks, and then there was like some personal matter with her. She wasn't able to continue. Uh, there's like 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 I think she got we sick. We saw her once or, actually. Yeah, one time we saw her, and then she was immediately replaced by Scott because there was something that had. Um, I'm a, I can't remember her 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 name or or, or whatever. But um um, and then uh we had you and Scott for the uh, for the majority of the year, and then eventually went on to the business of acting. We had an agent that had taught us for a little bit. But it was it was interesting because I want to I want to talk a little bit about just how different the teaching styles was. I had come from a public school to straight into military and then it jumped into uh, theater. I had um, uh, explained that you know I was really choosing between two schools, whichever one accepted me first, and MPI accepted me first. So it wound so it was between that and going to school to be a teacher, and I wound up deciding to be um, uh, in, in acting first because. I got the letter from them first. That was that's literally the whole, whole whole reason why I went to MPI when I did, as opposed to waiting. And um, it wound up working out because I wound up falling in love with film a month into me being in the school, and I knew this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. The entertainment business is what I want to do. And it, it mainly it, it really had to do with with how you and Scott, the way that you interacted with us was it, you felt a passion. Like yes, in public schools, yes, teaching is what they want to do, but it, it feels like a lot of times. With most teachers, it doesn't feel like there's a crazy passion for what they're teaching you, whether it's math, science, history, whatever it may be. It's I felt that drive 
and I felt that want for you two to want us to all be better. And that was something that I really gravitated towards and something that I really hung, you know, hooked, hooked my talons into and it made me fall in love with the industry. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I have clients in silks. I have such a wide range and in massage. Um, a lot of boss, bosses and owners of companies. Oh, and I also do private client acting and then also CEO or um, C-suite. It's, it tends to be C-suite people. I don't know if you know C-suite. I'm not CEOs. sure what it is. What is uh, it? That's the CEO, CFOs. Um, okay. So the higher uppers in a company are also I'll, actors. Help them also learn how to speak, behave, and be. Makes sense. Yeah, they've got to organize PowerPoints that people have to listen to, but that doesn't mean that they knew how to speak in front of other people. Kinds of yes. things like that. So they, actors then, and I have friends that do it in New York City, and still because I lived there for ten years, and so it's fun to watch their journeys as well because there's. A lot of headquarters there. Of course. So, um, to get back to your point about energy in teaching, um, I have such respect for high school teachers. So I have an MFA, which is a terminal degree for teaching in college, but I would actually have to go back and get a teaching degree to teach at a high school level. These people work very hard. So I do a, a special days where I'll go to a high school and work with them in theater, whether it's stage combat, Shakespeare, voice, um, just general acting, improv. Mm -hmm. And I can see the teachers and my friends too. It's just I feel like they're not paid enough. The class sizes oh, definitely are not. That's for sure. just getting bigger and bigger. And the look on people's faces can kill you. The look, they don't, I, so this would be an interesting, a whole other podcast it would be really fun to have with people who have taught for a while and what we have to do to kind of gird our loins yeah. To come in the classroom another day and go, I choose to live in a way where I will open my heart and give what I have to give. And I might not be understood. Now, you coming from the Army had a unique experience in being like, you don't get to decide the way. We are absolutely right. Do this way. Yeah. But in acting training, you're looking to find and reach that person and have them go along the journey with you. And when they balk or say no or go, I'm confused, which doesn't happen much, but it happens later. I teach very vulnerable subjects, um, movement and voice, and you're like, that's not hard. It encounters everything about a person. It was by far the, the, the most interesting and strangest course I've taken personally in my yeah. life. With every, and, it wasn't, and, and, and it sounds simple, voice and movement. Like everyone who's listening. It sounds like, oh, well, that sounds like, you know, okay, talking and whatever. It does. But, but they're so... Much that we did. I remember when when you wanted us to like uh, imagine ourselves as these creatures. You wanted us to interact these movements and, then, and everything. And it was, it was, it it really was not an out of body experience. You know, if, yeah. if you took it right, if you thought of it right, right. that's how it felt. Yeah. And then what's interesting is, well, yes, I was going to go a whole different direction from college. But what's your reason for being in the room? So it could be that you're like, I need a break from all physics med courses I would just like to play a little bit and have some theater courses your reason for being in the room and getting that A is the same as somebody who's like I want to learn what it is to get to be able to perform on Broadway eight shows a week so when we train I feel like that's what we're training for that means that in the classroom we get to encounter difficulties within training yes. how do we work on the work what is the work what is the work yeah. and because there's this glory idea of I'll be yeah, and you sense your own light and brilliance, and you're not wrong in that. And then I now I call it, because um, I, I used to say a pass maker, but now I call it a sp 
spaghetti maker where we can we can take all that brightness all that impulse and and steer it through some nice conduits so you have an outlet so that you can bring life truth and uh, an embodiment to each character you can see already like when I talk about this my voice is picked up I get energetic it's the classes at MPI are four hours long um, so that can daunt teachers that don't have enough in their arsenal teachers who have a lot in their arsenal uh, like me it just is that I have this it can also be daunting because you you wonder where to start the journey and then you've got 12 to 18 to maybe just four souls that are in your possession and I and very few classes and yeah and you and you re I really want to oh gosh it's such a big area um, I want to have everybody have made a porch so I'm gonna bring it into construction yeah it seems to be an easier analogy construct a porch learn how to make that porch Put the swing set on it, have a glass of lemonade. Realize, ah, this is it. This feels good because at our height in any avenue as a human, we feel great when everything's being used. So filmmakers, there's nothing you can go through in your life that will not be used as a filmmaker. Yes. And you will always be looking to gain new information as you buy new equipment here. How do I use that? Oh, now I need a new program. I need to learn about a new program. Jacob's reading the Bible. I want to learn new quotes. I want to learn more about these things so I'm a more educated person to bring to the field. That's exciting about life when we're in line with kind of where we want to head, which is not money, in though we live in a meritocracy and we live in America. Materialism. It can go to that, and I hate to downplay anything because there's a value that we attach to these things and sometimes it's too easy to go yeah you shouldn't care about these things well we do so let's deal with it but when we find ourselves being fully used we're we're happy in a way that can also involve tears um, of desire um, of trouble are we allowing ourselves to have tolerance for ourselves to have patience in the journey to trust our educators this is when schooling systems it becomes very hard because you're coming from often very big bully systems people who are very uh, attracted to acting those skills don't make you the most popular person in your high school so your passion your drive your ability to see humanity where other people see an assignment can make you feel very oh my gosh i you must have been really you like really like chaucer huh oh like emily dickens really a lot to you, I guess. I don't know. That was weird. I mean, but cool, but like kind of weird. That was actually what got me into film was a project I had to do in high school. It was uh, we had to reenact the John Benet murder trial. Now, mind you, they still oh. haven't found the guy. So what we had to do is we had to come up with our own theory, and we ha- we could either film it or make what you call a powtoon using an app. I decided to film it on my school iPad, and thus the start of using iMovie filters and casting yeah. my aunt and uncle. So it became a very cool thing because mm-hmm. it was, and and I also think that. We're looking at devised work and storytelling, and it was fun. When it's an assignment and the student embodies that assignment, this is where most people go, what? And I'm like, well, I've lived. You know what I mean? It's really like my sperm and egg met before your sperm and egg, and I've been in some of the classrooms that you haven't been in yet. And then I want to hold a safe space. I do. And I want to lead you forward. But a lot of people who have gone through systems of schooling got bullied for their exuberance their openness their open heart they shut that down then when you come back to the stage and to learn then it's my job to 
uh, I think we've talked about this. I have this really raw phrase for it. I'm going to try and phrase it better. But there's this exoskeleton that society has kind of um, put on your soul. And then can we clear this away? Because the stage and the screen wants this bigger you. It wants the real you. All of you. Not the blocks. But Walmart wants the blocks. Or we can get by in life if nobody thinks that we're odd. So um, I disagree with that. I don't think I. I think you got to be a little bit odd in order to get through this whole world sane, which which sounds like a, a paradox, like oxy, right? Yeah, which yeah, like it's totally like, true. L- I do. Like, you got to be a little bit. You if you Your if sanity, you come into though. this world and act and, and I don't know because I was like this when I was in high school. I was a very what I would consider normal, you know, n- normal guy in high school. I I was raised by by a um 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 uh, Christian family, you know, very very you know you know family oriented upbringing and then you know in high school i was i was known as kind of like the nice guy you know you know you know the nice guy the friendly guy the guy that, that you know who wore for suits the most, just for, yeah yeah i wore suits in high school we established that in the very first episode i wore suits in high school nice. all the time and well a band gave me a free one and i'm like well i'm not gonna just gonna wear it two days uh a year for the band concert so, like, so i wore it all the time and, you followed your own drummer yeah band, exactly. literally but you also you you do have an openness mm-hmm. you have a unique resiliency I evolved over over the course of the last probably five years. I, I embraced like, hey, even though even though I know because I knew on the inside I was a little bit different, but I never showed that in high school. When I got out, I realized, man, who cares? And I kind of developed that whole mentality of it really doesn't matter what people see me as. I know that I'm I know that I'm not. And, and, and me saying not normal doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just I'm just not a regular guy. I, I gotta stop acting like it. You're totally right. And and one of the places that I teach right now, I say to the students, I'm like, one of the beauties of this program is that not normal, whatever normal is, is the norm. And everybody, so yeah, there's different pronouns. Yeah, there's different gender identifications. Yeah, there's different ways of dressing, being, walking, bearing yourself. Um, But in training you, I think that something that I, I grew to trust about you. And so an educator, you know, puts a certain load on a student. How do you come back? How do your eyes come back? How does your heart come back? I don't mean you ill. How do you take it? Um, it's a growth because it's a really cool new thing that I'm. Um, we can't make each other, anybody feel anything. We can't actually. Um, I had this discussion with a friend of mine where they thought my teachers were really tough, and I said, "Well, no, they held me with loving hands. Mine were all audition programs, so that's a different investment in the student. When you're picking sixteen people out of three thousand. And half of those are female, but half of those then are going to be my demographic, and then maybe two, three are going to be my demographic. Right. Um, they cultivate, they care. Well, they could say, Deb, that's a wonderful hat. I'd love you to develop another hat. It's not that your hat's bad. Just develop, well, let's look at this other thing. And you're like, okay, I really want that. And then you cry in frustration and not being able to reach it. That didn't mean the person was cruel. They just, you are passionate. So, it, with 12 people in a room, but what I liked about you, EJ, always was that you kept coming back with full energy, approach to the lessons and a gameness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. And also Jacob. And then Jacob's and I relationship continued to evolve because you went to another training um, with, it, with another field and film yes. and then came back. To acting training, and he's like, can I say it in your class? And I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What a gift for the current students to realize a legacy, to realize a pure hungry that, hunger that said, I've been through some of these things that you don't know how to do, but if you knew how to do them, why be in that room? 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's my gift. And the funny part was is um, Connor, who was in that class, Connor McBain actually was in the production program that year with me. Uh, that yeah. I went to. He was, that was another production student as well. But the I think difference... he has a really good interest in acting as well. Yeah, yeah. He, uh... No, the difference was that I just Great. did the acting yeah. program first, yeah. and then he did it second. Yeah. Beautiful. So why did you decide to go back to the production pro- program, Jacob? Uh, it was mainly, I, I just felt I was like led there. But also, not only that, but I got a taste of the acting. I really liked what we did with the camera assistant when Patrick Elliott came in mm. that one day. That one day, yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was second AC. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what, and, and it was a wrap at that point. Like, it, was all right, a, it was a wrap at that point. Attendant. I went back. <laughs> was it control that you that you had a vision and you were like, well, I can enact this small vi- or like this individual vision as this character, but I have ideas about the whole rest of the thing, and you were like, oh, this is the way I can. It was mainly that I started out wanting to do the production program more than the acting program. It's just that for affordability's sake, I wanted to go acting program first, like because you know I didn't want to say, "Hey, uh, grandmother, you know, fourteen grand." <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, that's very you true. Pro- you prove you did your proof of vision. Yeah. You did your proof of vision. Um, what is it? The, the shorts. Better cut that with, with paying five grand at fourteen. <laughs> yeah, they only pay eleven at the end. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because if you go, if you graduate, then you get like ten percent off like your next year. But like that. that is, so, yeah, that even though well somebody could have said. Oh, well, Jacob doesn't know what he wants because he switched. No, now you are a very much more empowered filmmaker because you know what the actors are going through. And filmmakers often... 100%. Yeah, it's odd to have both experiences. And so you have respect for what their process is, for giving them an opportunity to create the work within a process that you can kind of help because on a film set there can be 10 people in a small room and the actors ask to stay in focus in a tight close-up for an app, like, and the last film that, you know, that I did was on the ground, on your knees, and you're like, whoa, and you'd move, and they're like, Deb, you just moved out of focus. You're like, right, right, right. Yes, I hear I am. <laughs> and the caringness of that crew helped me do my job, but, and then, um, so we're dealing with all these waves. And so when you have someone with a little bit of compassion behind the camera, you might feel a little bit more allowance so that a little bit of training, which I would consider to be a year, a little bit. There's a beauty to that because it can go your whole life as an artist, as a human, all all life, right? To learn, to go to conferences, speakers, go see, you know. um, Listen to podcasts. Not a plug. See, I actually didn't see myself (laughs) as a decent with acting until after the actors program. I didn't feel like I actually started getting good until about like I don't want to call myself good, but like I didn't start feeling myself until like October, November when it came to acting. Now I feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Because I acted in so many more films the production year than I did the acting year. Yeah. Yeah, you get your feet wet, and they're like, we don't have any time. Can you get it done? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we only have an hour. We had it. And then you just throw yourself forward. Mm-hmm. And then you see it right away, and then you have some tools, I think, to adjust it. But you're right. We, yeah, we are rarely ready for the things that we're ready. Well, today was a odd thing, right? We were going to do this in a month. This podcast. And yeah, this episode like, was not supposed to happen today, but yeah, I'm like, glad it did. I found out you were coming on um, 10 minutes before we started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, let's just hit it. I think we have, an, you know, some things to... So I think it is sometimes going forward in life before we're prepared. I, we have... Yeah, we, 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 we like to make the joke of this podcast that we are always super prepared, even though we like, 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 oh my gosh, everything is thought off. Like, make the, like a, we can make a comedy series just on us not being prepared, but I don't know if we'd actually be able to be prepared enough to make this series. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty great. of the, of the show is, is because it's a raw, uncut, just, just conversation about 
you know, X, Y, and Z. It's, 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 it, it has such this natural, you know, flow to it. And, and, and because we allow all kinds of different topics and humors and language and, and, and stuff like that, like it's, it, it, it brings such a, you know, a raw human aspect to every conversation we have here. Even though this is episode three. And I think that's why we thought we know. could go forward, or we, but... <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we're like, you know what, we'll, we'll turn the mic side and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Do we want to live in the raw? And what Absolutely. is that raw? And then what does non-raw mean? It means often fear. It means um, allowing a branding, to, a branding to happen. Yes. Um, and then believing the branding. So I'm not a big brander of actors. That's not, I feel like that's not my... <laughs> um, what we call that uh, above my pay grade or not my <laughs> outside of my scope of practice. Yes. Far be it from me to tell you there's a value to it. I know I've been through a lot of discussions about it, but it's your dream, your vision. And if you want to play a, a, a green troll, absolutely. Let's <laughs> get you there. It. What do we need to heighten? What does that troll want? Where do we, I mean, I mean, we all like, remember that I played a white supremacist in the, uh, in the, fe- in our thesis film at MPI. Well, that like, Mike Myers, like, Mike Myers wrote Austin Powers for himself. Like, you brought that up to me. Uh, I was watching, like, the dance scene in Austin Powers where it's, like, he's in a pool and it's, like, he's doing all these weird dances and stuff. And I, you just told me, he's like, oh, by the way, he wrote this for himself, by the way. This is like a trilogy of feature-length films where you're like yeah, the director yeah. or like the yeah. writer is like the lead actor, and I just thought that was hilarious. And it's like, well, you want to be those are some of those fascinating movies to me, especially when mm-hmm. when you write, direct, and, and star in your own movie. Some of the shit that people will have will write for themselves. You wonder, like, man, I wonder how long it took to, for someone to convince them to do that. Oh wait, no, they wrote it for themselves. Like yeah. they're doing yeah. just so, like like I'm um, um, uh, one of my favorites is John Don. Uh, I'm I'm a uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is one of my favorites that was written, directed, starred by the same, and it's excellent movie, brilliant, and 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 it's one of those movies like that. Like there's so many things that he had to, like a lot of you know, obviously sexual things that he had to do in that movie. I can't imagine writing stuff like that for yourself, but at least you don't have to ask anyone else to do it. Well, it's like imagine <laughs> asking the actress who's going to act beside you. Who was the guy that played Hitler in the Jojo Rabbit? What's that oh, guy's that was name? Taika Waititi, yeah, the director. Yeah, he 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 played it. He played Hitler because he didn't want to ask anybody else to do it. Which is interesting, yeah. I'm like, that's really interesting. I, I just thought he was good. <laughs> no, he's the He didn't want anybody else to have to go through that potential, you know, backlash of what playing Hitler, even though it's a movie on satire and stuff like that, there is some backlash that could come with. And I think it was smart of him to be like, hey, I'm directing it. My name's already on it. I'll, I'll play Hitler. Like, that way, that way, no one else's career has to be impacted if this goes south. thought that was really smart of him to do. And apparently, he did a good job. It takes a very strong actor to... If it... Yeah, we've mentioned some um, key topics here. There's some trigger trigger words. Yes. <laughs> um, it takes a strong actor to portray power correctly. And yes. when you, you just mentioned two strong roles where you can characterize them or approach them and and show the world how evil is founded, how lack lack of voice, how the dismissal of humanity creates foundations for the dismissal of rights. Step by step, and then the courageousness of, of actors to, to do shows like Handmaiden's Tale, a great book mm-hmm. that talks about this stuff, but to bring it forward where Hollywood might be like, that's a little bit again outside my scope. So, I, Hollywood, society, these right. too big. These words that you mentioned before power, it's the denial of voice, it's the abuse of power, it's the search totalitarianism, um, it's bullying. Yeah. It, brought large 
So I, I went down the Danube this summer and did a huge World War II learning adventure. And one of my, they were just wonderful guides that, that I met and they were so intelligent. And I'm like, this might be a dumb question. They're like, there's no dumb questions. But, um, oh, I lost my train of thought there when I thought about my Hungarian travel guide. <laughs> um, but one of the things that... I have a story about a European travel guide. Too. Oh, I bet. One time in band camp, this is my tour guide. Um, Hungarian tour guide. I know, I know. But now all I've got is this image that Hungary, Budapest, is this beautiful city. So there's Buda and there's Pest. Yes. And Hollywood was... When you look at what the architecture is, you're like, well, Hollywood took it from there. We had Zsa Zsa Gabor. We had a lot of ph phenomenal actors in Hollywood that were Hungarian. I bet you would be surprised at who they all were. But I showed somebody a picture just yesterday. I was like, look at this castle that is totally Disney before Disney was ever Disney. On the far bank of this is where they line people up to shoot them into the river. So then this is how my classes become odd. Because then we're asked to look at the archetype of life and the archetype of death. And you go, okay, death's cruel. Well, without story, without judgment, what is death? Could death be kind? And I imagine death coming to people who were about to be killed and going, I got you. I got your back. No, you're, you I, don't I have, you're a victim here, and you don't have any control. And can I rescue you? Can I be with you in that moment? And it, it rocks to the core of humanity. So again, it may seem that this is, a, I don't know if this seems like this is a tangent. I'm very um, maybe ill-adept at analyzing where those come in, but it always comes back to me, to humanity. So who are the people then that are doing that shooting? These are big subjects. So I'm going into the system beneath the subject. Mm -hmm. So for me to appear in the classroom and care as much as I do, um, it sometimes is a revolutionary act in my own soul because I want to walk away and I'm scared and I feel like people don't like me or they won't like what I have to present or will it grow them? All this insecurity and to go, they deserve, they deserve a really awesome education. And I don't know why I'm here right now at XYZ institution. I've taught at a couple of colleges in Michigan when I came back to teach, or I came back and I'm like, how does one become a teacher? They were like, this, that, and the other thing, they were like, actually, we need one, do you want to hear? Mm -hmm. And I, I loved those students, <laughs> it was a four-year four college, and then taught another four-year college, just by meeting people and going, this is what I believe in, and then people would just be like, offering me jobs, so I would, a thousand miles a week travel, um, 50,000, 60,000 miles a year, um, meeting a lot of cars. different students. Yeah, but um, your mind can become clouded with enough damage, and so, where does that damage come in? So. And then hearing different stories, white, those words that you mentioned, um, bringing truth to that. Yes. That's our goal. And so if it came off flippantly before, I just want to really make sure. Um, I just did a very important play by Dominique Morisot called Sunset Baby. And we did so much work um, on personalizing journeys that may or may not be ours regardless of the color and the melatonin in the skin. Mm -hmm. That that you may not know things, and I may know things, and I may not know things, and you may know things. I may have lived things that we would think somebody else would have lived through. You may have lived through things that I would say, why well, would I want to live through that? You're more me than I'm me. You're more of an open-hearted, what we think of as a woman, 
open-hearted woman than I am. Yeah. I'm so much more male. I, then these labels, these, these, these things, they don't mean so much. So we come back again to the basics of what's the challenge, what's the growth point. You had mentioned before this podcast started who's beside us in those journeys. Yes. And, and things like that. Where, where do our hearts lie? Who do we gather beside us? Who's our tribe? Yeah. And, uh, that's, and, and, and that kind of stems with this thing that I wanted to bring up too. A little bit about how – like you brought up networking. You brought up how important relationships are and how important just, just a quick conversation can get you a job. You know, or it can get you you know, really anything depending on how you use that situation and, 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 and the person you speak to. And it can cause you to walk away. So okay. when I audition for plays, when they're auditioning for my play, I'll say, you know, spending this time in the room with me is also a way for you to judge whether you want to be in the room with me for a month. You know? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you like the way that we're, we are addressing and, and driving at the truth, driving at honoring these stories, honoring the playwrights, honoring their words, uh, Dominique Morso is a great example. Just a phenomenally strong, intelligent woman who I actually acted with in New York way back in the day. Never knew we'd intersect in this kind of way. My point being, you know, maybe how people talk about art and film will make me not want to work with them in, as an institution. Mm -hmm. The way in which they address, I hold the arts very, your souls very high. Maybe higher than I do myself on hard days where I'll beat myself up but go, you deserve you deserve for me to show up and care. And that's all I can offer. I can't offer really great things that you'll understand, but I'll offer them and I'll try and bring yes. you and Which give you resources. Which is more than I can say for a lot of people that, you know, you know, a lot of people, a lot, and, and I'm not sure if that's something to do with today's society. Maybe that's a discussion we can have. But it feels like the commitments of a lot of people, it feels like a lot of people more so want things then, then follow through with the with the commitments. That climbing that mountain, themselves. it's yes. a difficulty. It's easier to be like, I'm gonna get up that mountain, than actually climbing the mountain. Whether it's whether that's just supporting a friend, whether that's doing a project yourself, well, it feels like there's a, like like a lot like a, a like lot, a lot of times nowadays. There's a lot of saying it, and it's it's all, I, I don't know if it's a fear or what. Simon it is. Sinek speaks to it really well with the millennials, and you should jump in here, Jacob. And Edward Het is somebody else, and I might be pronouncing the last name wrong but it's h-a-i-d-t my voice is blown out because i teach so much and i've been coaching these private clients and all these auditioning so i'm sorry everybody for my voice but um yeah they talk about this issue um the the generation z generation i bringing companies to their knees how do we make you happy how do we grow and learn you're almost lucky to have gone through the difficulties you did in the trainings and seeking stuff out that was off yeah. the main course because you're more now used to a journey so now it'll be you that says there's going to be this part between unrealized material or, or, or confusion or, not, or just not understanding. And then there's confusion and maybe feeling overwhelmed. And then there's the top of the – well, we'd say the top of the mountain, but where it's more embodied, more full, you have more capacity to do the thing that you wanted to do, which, whether it be a monologue of film or, or directing or acting, you know. Can – it's nobody's fault. Again, Simon Sinek has a great video about it. These people can say this a lot better, but I want to honor people's journey right now that are saying, yeah, I don't like to get notes. I want to not come back to class when I get a note. I, I want to fire the teacher when I get a note. I want to destroy somebody when I need to adjust something or it's been pointed out that I could maybe make an adjustment in something. Yeah. Um, where the other person thinks it's not a, I didn't, I just asked you to maybe like scream in a horror film. And I didn't know that there was going to be 
hard year in acting school. So, you know where I'm like, I just pick a random, like, yeah, not an example, example, where you're like, well, of course an actor would scream. You know what I mean? But that could be very challenging for that person. So then the teacher try to catch. Um, but to realize that there's going to be the struggle and mm, it, nobody's in charge of that. It's a personal, that's an inside job, as I call it. It's an inside job. And um, are we willing to go on those inside job routes? Absolutely. Dark nights of the soul. In order to then get to the top, get get to a top of a foothill and to see the mountain, will we walk? Will we walk Kilimanjaro? Will we step by step? And then patience and tolerance and compassion for our teachers, when they mean the best, and patience and tolerance and compassion for the student, who mean the best, want the thing, are are absolutely doing the best they can, mm-hmm. right? And it can rub us wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that comes down to indecisiveness and pride between people because it starts off with somebody being indecisive about not knowing what they want to do. So when they go in, they're half in, half out. They didn't. They don't stick their entire arm in. They just stick two fingers out of their hand in. And so when things start getting rough, it's like then they let their pride take over or, you know, whatever it is. Even if it's not like so much like, oh, my gosh, I'm better than this. Why are you yelling at me? Or it's like, I thought I did better. Well, no matter what you think of yourself, it's like you were never fully dedicated in the first place. And I see that in a lot of areas because I say that myself because mm. I've done that quite a few times. And a lot of the things I've seen in my, um, you know, especially like in my journey through acting school, it's like what I remembered is I was like, don't get me wrong. I also was going through a couple issues like back then. I was a little bit of a jerk to people sometimes. And it's like I just didn't I didn't know how to control my emotions, really. I really did not. I do now a lot better. And that is yeah, you weren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that bad. There's probably worse. But a lot of it boils down to it's like, are you open to the advice? You have to remember that there's a bunch of people with different viewpoints and different ways that they see. So it's a lot of it really has to do with connecting to each individual person. And a lot of people, like, they can't get out of their own mindset as to what they think they are so they can be seen as something else because we all have different views of ourselves than other people see us. God, that was brilliantly said. Or that was that was brilliant. And I sensed that in you when we were in the classrooms. And I'm like, is he going to let me give him another note? And I'm like, I, I'm sensing a block towards me, but I think it's unintentional. And so I'm going to keep going because I think he really wants, and I want to give you the lemonade on the porch, right? Mm-hmm. And we got there. And you kept on being open. I knew that sometimes it was in spite of yourself, that you were like, no, I know the scene is not right where it is now. Let me okay, approach this thing again. Or we already blocked it. We already know what we're doing. And I'm like, right, right, right. But we're, we can maybe open it up a little bit, have an improv here, an improv here. See, just see a little bit more about their lives, what, what's going on behind it. And at the end of the day, again, you too would allow me to come back in because I never like to stop it where there's fr- friction, where you don't, mm-hmm. as an educator, it's very hard because you're like, can I get to the spot? Do I have enough time to get to the spot where you, you know I care. That's another thing, too, is sometimes when friction arises with students, my problem was is that I liked the friction too much. Other people, once uh, friction starts, they they can't handle it. Maybe that's what I sensed you were, in you. You I'm were like, definitely <laughs> someone that, like, you, you fed into it. <laughs> but you were into sure. martial arts. <laughs> yeah. you were, and I, was, I did martial So if people are hard driver stallions, it's like a, a word that I have for, like, somebody who really wants to work, you're going to encounter a lot of stuff, but they, they want to work. Yeah. That's actually how I got the job was a, a student that recommended me um, to an institution was a student at another institution that would shut classes down and they said Deb be very careful about this student <laughs> and I, I um, and he's a it was a wonderful student and I don't mind saying his name so David um, but 
I, he got in my classroom and I'm like, I had been, you know, and I'm like, no, you just want to work. And you just don't want any folderol. I can work, baby. Let's work. He was my Tybalt in my Romeo and Juliet. He, uh, I just, I could address everything. We, he just wanted to work. You know, so mm-hmm. with people like that, yeah, there's, there might be um, stuff that goes on, but if your drive is to work and not protect, and you're right, I don't know what brings people to a table, to a learning room, willing to forego a little bit of what they want to protect in order to drive for what they want and allow that person in. And I knew that you were interested in martial arts and, and combat, and so I think that was also a place going, oh, I can see where this impulse is coming out this way. And I'm just going to absorb that, steer us back, yeah. find another way to say it. Um, and we and we go together. And what the greatest thing was to see you walk back in my classroom and go, hey, Deb, can I, can I come in? When you weren't a student. And me going, yes. Yeah. No, that's really cool, though. I enjoyed that. But it pumped me. Because then I'm like, I was already going to talk about this thing. And then I'm like, I'm going to include these extra things because I think Jacob is going to be at a place where he wants to hear this stuff. Or let me let Jacob talk to these other actors. And empower them with your journey. And I think we kind of covered that before, but you gave a gift back to me. So then there's this hierarchical structure of teacher to student, but when I train in the summers, we're this all the same. We're all we're all ageless. We're all exploring. Yeah, that was really funny on um, my class too, because I remember I went in there and I was thinking because the class before where I met one of my other friends, and so actually how I got into MPI was meeting that friend there. But there's like 18 kids in that class or around there. Big. But when I got into my class, I was expecting the same thing. No, we got 13 people, and him and I were like him. Me, him, and Phoenix were like the only three people who were like young 20s. Oh, there's Shane too. Um, he's also well, another production men wise because of men. Oh, men wise anyway. The th- there were we were totally three, expecting girls our age to be in there that, that weren't were married or engaged. All, all, all <laughs> dropped out at one point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Morgan. Uh, I can't remember. Rachel. Oh, Morgan and... did our great chart. Yes. Did I, I called it the Book of Morgan. And, and, and they all, Morgan and, did our And they all had to leave. It sucked. It, it, was, it was terrible. I had to see Rachel. So then it shapes where you want to audition versus a non-audition program. Those are different. Yes. And then, I again, choosing your so running mate. There was no audition for MPI. I'm no, it's sure because... Be. Um, so there's non-audition programs and there's audition programs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Those are just two different training institution types. Mm-hmm. Um, Auditions just started, I think, this year at MPI, mm, or last mm, year. Mm. No. I'm, I'm maybe not, the, I'm not gonna, uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> but they should do that, though. They should do I audition, think that, audition ones, though. Why do you want that? Um, I mean, it's... You want to be with people who are charge, hard-charging that challenge you to be the better person, right? The better actor. That doesn't yeah. mean that things they want you want a scene partner that comes at you with everything, and they want to struggle yeah. as hard as you want to struggle, right? And it's not even just about if they nail an audition, like oh my god, the you know they're this is a hidden genius. Yeah. I just want I just think the school should see if even if they're not good right now, see that they have a a, a love for it. But everyone because I didn't do any acting before well, I got. That's there. what my friend yeah. in the program now tells me. He's like I have a buddy in the program now. He tells me that that was like the point of it. You you know during the audition, he asked the auditioner, he's like, hey, like. This is bizarre, you know. My buddy took the program the year before. This wasn't there, or two years before, and he's just like, "Oh, you know, we want to see like how serious people are." Yeah, because like it's more like. I think yeah. it's for yeah. Yeah. So there's a beauty to non-audition. I think their auditions are a way to get to know people, just so it, they can. It gauges your skill too and tells a lot. Puts a little bit of um your you know you get a I don't I don't know if they don't accept everybody. 
Yeah. Um, and at, at, wherever. Yeah. But they could still have an audition. That's a very valuable process because what is that? It's a little bit of a hot seat. The stakes are a little higher. Yeah. You have to prepare a little bit, get a little nervous, see how you do, and then go to the classroom with that new information, which yeah. is great whether or not you accept everybody from those auditions or not. And um, you would never act before. There needs to be a place where you can go train to act, right? Yeah. There needs to be a place. What if those kids thought they wanted to act, did, did this audition and realized, this scares the shit out of me. I don't want to be an actor anymore. Like, that could be the telltale mm-hmm. sign for them. It could be. be. like, you know what? This is terrifying. I actually don't want to do this. Before they get in the classroom and exactly. then drag it down. Look, it doesn't have to be some big, convoluted, super stressful test, but it, but just something to show, hey, th- this is roughly what you might expect in something, you know, smaller. You know, we're not trying to give you a Hollywood you know, style, um, 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 uh, audition here, but just some kind of taste. To I'm show sure people. there were a lot. Yeah. I'm sure Hollywood can surprise you with its lack of formality and in, in, in improvness of like, well, you're going, we're going now. I'm sure it probably could. You know, yeah. I remember auditioning for CBS and for a show and once it was just like this tiny room guy had the camera, had the script. He's like, I'll be the reader. And the, it was just one part of the audition process. And I'm like, wow that's it I, <laughs> no I was just not was at the speed of lightning so everything that I say is like you're going at the speed of lightning you want to find actions objectives and tactics that you can really embody as you float through the script really fast make some strong choices and then they can redirect them but if you haven't had any experience it's like why are you getting so hard about me knowing yeah. what I'm doing I'm like oh it's only to help not me but a teacher you know it's only to help you and then it's everybody self to meet the faculty and see whether it's always important to get, uh, it's like, you know, you met your friend and you knew I had a friend and they said, I liked this. And so you went to talk to students that go to a program, see whether it's like one that you would choose to want to spend your time at. I choose to want to spend my time in my trainings where I don't know how to necessarily do the thing that the teacher knows. Um, I'm very much at risk. It's audition for sure. I mean, but it's audition um, to get in. Yeah, and then audition to get in every class if it's public. Uh, I mean, not public, but if it's in at large or maybe in New York City. And then I find that valuable. And then I and then I thought of this on the way here, not because it's audition and exclusionary, because when I'm when I'm being directed by Lee Chule, the Hungarian national director. But back bring it back to Hungary. Like I'm addicted to yes. um, Hungary and Serbia <laughs> and these places. So even these Russian accents for these things. But because I knew they cared for me by letting me into the program. I could withstand the amount that they cared, which was, I mean, like, with Leave You, I, we didn't have a run-through. We never had a dress rehearsal. We opened the show. Absolutely. We worked it. We were like, what? We've never, what? I don't, oh my gosh. And I was a lead, so I was like, oh. And it's just like, yeah, you don't need these things you think you need. And aren't you doing that right now with your podcast? We're going. I'm buying a gra- lot of great equipment. I'm yep. getting a lot of cool people together, and we're going. Yeah. It's about not overthinking it. You got to make decisions because overthinking is actually because what I, you know, a lot of the times, you know, I say the devil has a good trick of using intelligence people's intelligent people's intelligence against them because when a person is intelligent, they have more room to overthink and they have judge when yeah. That, yeah when that overthinking comes in, it can definitely skew a lot of decisions that they otherwise could have made probably an even better choice on than they did before. Right. So what, how do we even address that one step forward? And I think we're probably out of time pretty soon. This is, these are such yep. great topics. We I feel like, more minutes. like, okay, because Actually, you're more than that, about 13. Yeah. We got time. We got plenty of time. We got 13 minutes. 13. How are we going to finish 13 minutes? But how, that intelligence that can stop us. So we're like, what would I, am I over? I'm never really interested in what you're not supposed to do as an actor. Actually, in the beginning, it's only like, what can you do? What do we want to do? More life, a little bigger volume. So that might not happen because of fear. 
But when you're worried, oh, I don't want to be the actor that does, but we don't know how to not do something. So let's just keep going after the thing we do want to do. Maybe we mention, I would like to be able to speak slower. Oh, and now I've noticed that. I have the guts to say it. Then I can begin to address it. Michael Chekhov would say that the thing that we can bring forward and name, we can allow, if it's a thing that we would like to not be part of our instrument anymore, we can allow it to go away. If it's something more like, I want to be more open-hearted, I want to be more graceful on stage, I want to hear better on stage, I want to not have the blood pumping in my head so loud I can barely notice what's happening. I remember when I first started acting, I really had a hard time swallowing water and acting. I, I, there was so much going on in my head. I had a big job to do. I didn't have time to swallow water and going, wow. So I really like to take journals as, as beginner actors because you notice and then later you look back and you're like, that's right, I couldn't swallow. Or that's right, the thing in my head that I wanted to do didn't come out of my mouth that way. You're going to beat yourself up. I want to stop you from beating yourself up. Live for a moment. Notice that you had a lot of great intentions. What do we need to clear away? Where do we need to go, expand into, so that we can uh, find, a, find a truth, but we go big to find the thing? Because so much of us needs to be broken open. So beyond acting training, we're back to humanity. So much of us just needs to be broken open. The, I think the prejudices, the ideas without examination, the self-judgment, the self-recrimination, which makes me then judge another harshly because of my own self-hatred, actually in lostness. Mm -hmm. So beyond any training in every job that I do, in gyms, in private, in my own apartment, like with massages and all this stuff, it's always about allowing the human spirit, the curiosity, can we go past our fear? Can we have a podcast that says, um, my opinion doesn't matter, but there's like, for me, it was always like curiosity. I had a different title for your podcast yeah. in my head all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's my opinion doesn't matter. A podcast inspired by curiosity. Yeah. And uh, if your name was George, it should be called Curious George. It <laughs> should Without be. Without the copyright. Can we if allow I was George, <laughs> if, I, if that was my name, that would be too easy not to, not to do I would have to do with that. Wouldn't Absolutely. it have been great sometimes? And I'll say Jacob because I would have the same journey, but like Jacob. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great to be like in those times where you were like felt offensive in a class that you just said you did? I don't remember those times and like exactly, but mm -hmm. to be like, I'm just gonna be curious, George. I'm a yo, yo, I'm a monkey. <laughs> I don't have these judgments on me. Do you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't I it would sit in my chair like, well, you, there's no camera, so you guys can't see it, but I would sit in my chair like this. And I did it not only be, I did it because it was comfortable, number one. And I really, I don't know how it's it He's squatting. It, yeah, yeah squatting it's, on uh, like stretches your back on like the I love the it balls, story so for speak. another day but anyway <laughs> I remember I, I saw an anime character do it once and I thought it was kind of funny and I, it was cool that I could uh you know do that as like I was flexible enough to do that so it's yeah. like I would dress up in the same kind of clothes as him sometimes and just go to the group of uh, anime nerds at Macomb and see like how many of them could guess it and that was like the year before I went into the program how fun how fun. All right. That's a, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're, you're totally fine. I, wa I want to move on to something real quick here. We got about a little less than 10 minutes here to go. I want to talk a little bit more about um, uh, MPI. I know, I know there's, there's still some things about it that, you know, you know, that maybe not we're all, you know, you know, maybe you're not comfortable telling or you're, or you're not comfortable telling Deb. Um, I'm out. So I'm going to ask a few questions anything. that I'm genuinely curious about. Yes. And if you don't want to answer, feel free not to answer. I, just, I don't, I've had I do these questions say that, forever. Look at this. You can ask me anything and then I will, but do you have no fear? Because like, that's the basis. When I'm afraid to ask a question, then that's when the trouble arises. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. that's fine. But I did not come on this with any agenda. 
other yes. than to promulgate. Yes, that is, that, that if, is absolutely true. If I'm selling anything today, I do doTERRA oils. I'm not selling those today, right? <laughs> I'm selling I'm selling compassion. Yes. I'm selling learning, education, opening up to what you fear and going forward anyway. That's what I'm selling and I'm absolutely. not a, a for or against and, and so An I'm not an institution of any kind. Absolutely. I'm so just talking about things. Now you go ahead. Mr. Sure, Leader. absolutely. So there are a few <laughs> things that I know I heard from my time at MPI about um I know there was a um I'm a briefly after um um, excuse me, after we had graduated, you had gone back to school, and then something happened to where you were asked not to get brought back. Apparently some students were, were complaining about you, or something happened along those lines. I'm curious on what exactly happened to where, why, why, what do you think the students may have been saying? What do you think may have my, happened? And again, my understanding of, I think that semester, that eight-week semester was different than yours. I have a long commute, so it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours depending on what jobs I stack in front of it. So if I'm coming from Ann Arbor, yeah. then it is a crazy two-hour sideways. We're in Michigan while, yeah. worldwide, and it's a really uh, tough traffic job. You've got to really pay attention. You've got two hours of that before you have a four-hour class. They knew I went through that, and I'm also teaching and doing a lot of – I work – Every day. A lot of go, 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 go. Yes. So I think they wanted to try and bring more people into the fold. Um, so I don't know how it's brought up. And I don't, I do know that. So you don't think it was anything personal against you then? No, it's always for the student. And so okay. you, you're looking at an institution that, or not an institution, not them. Yes. Let's just say, A does that institution, <laughs> it will determine where I choose to work. Sure. There was a choice. I have these choices. Uh, yes, I have these choices, you know. Does this institution, yeah, like these Russians, <laughs> would be very straightforward. You know, this maybe not Russian, this is more Serbian. But um, are they going to dialogue or are they going to take a path of least resistance, a path that guarantees some money? Mm -hmm. Or do they want to dialogue about the journey the student and the teacher are going to go on together? And I always think that those institutions are the strongest. Yes. When we go, so at, um, I went to NYU grad, and what they do is their selling point. I mean, when I went, it was uh, Zelda Fitzgerald and Ron Van Loo, and uh, they take pains to create that situation so that 16 people will address you every half, every semester about what ways you need to grow. They all support each other. They have massive dialogues about uh, institutional uh, student. They don't back away from anything. They're there to serve and to banish mediocrity. Yeah, It's like a CO2 gas that you breathe in. You don't know you're breathing it in. I didn't name the right gas. But, yeah. and it just kills you. These institutions are for that reason. They're built on those structures. Not everyone has to be built on that structure. And certainly I think there's a point where it's like, you need this sort of hand-holding um, in a very nice way. Right. <laughs> this person's going to be great yeah. at doing that. Um, do you think that MPI, I'm going to be just straightforward, honest with this. Do, do, do you think that the, that the higher-ups at MPI truly care about the acting program as a whole? I think my mic went out. I don't know if I heard that my do you, do you No, I, I think we yeah. – I don't know. Jake, do what do you feel like? Did you, what did you, how did you feel as an actor living there? Such a fun, vibrant place. I think the higher-ups actually care about the acting program. I don't. Well, the thing you, is, oh, is you didn't feel we care. also – Well, I'm going to say this too is like even though you may not feel respected, we there's still a lot that we don't see from them. So I don't even entirely know how much they deal with the program. I can see there being a bit of a disconnect in communication between the two considering the it's like a totally different environment. You can ask production students. 
they walk in the actor actor's room or the soundstage at that time it's completely different it's more free-flowing and open it it runs the acting program runs more like an after-school activity and the production program runs more like an actual college class so that's where the big divides can get in mm. um but as far as i'm concerned i wouldn't really say that they i wouldn't say that they look down upon it because you know in the end i don't know but the only thing i can see is that it might be a little disconnected but that's about it Mm-hmm. They okay. certainly reach out to people and ask their opinions and I, what their experiences are. They are filmmakers coming to this, and it's really courageous of them to start an acting program when they come from a very uh, holly. Uh, Catherine worked, but anyway, um, th- when they come them. with all this film knowledge, right? Yeah. But they're they're working with actors when they make the films to start a program. Again, what guts to start a program when you didn't come from this and you didn't ever go through an acting program. Wow. What courage to form a program when you've never gone through it and aren't an actor. Well, it's, right? I, I, I see a lot it of courage, as an extra extension right? because they came in with like nothing but film on their mind. And once I took the program, I never realized like how much actually goes into it especially in the production management class. Some people might, you know, consider it like, oh, you know, you're not playing with a camera or flashing lights, but you learn a lot. Yes, pay attention. If you're an MPI, make sure you pay attention in production management and make sure you also pay attention in um, unit production and unit production management. And there's another one too. Darn it, I can't believe I don't know, but that. Those are your bill payers. Those will pay your bills. So you can get us set yeah. and be that. You but can do it. The focus is so hard on that. They're offering it as an olive branch more so. Um, they know about actors, but they see acting from the side of the director does. And that's the main way they see it because that's the main way of their lives. So to me, it's just an extra branch, although there may be a slight disconnect at times. It's offered more as a, you know, hey, this, you know, this is what we got. If you want it, go for Maybe it. Maybe because it's a really risky you know, for both people. If not, let us know. Mm-hmm. See. And I will say this. I often say to people, and I've said it to a lot of places, you need a teacher. You need a teacher. You might not need me. So that's when fear again or, or a friction can be a lifesaver. It shows us our new path. You need a teacher. You need a guide. You might not need everything that I bring to the table. And, and you guys know me, so you, uh, maybe yeah. you can hear from my voice that I have a lot of energy. And I tell my students this, when I play with you, it's going to be a lot of energy coming at you. Yeah. I live in this zone. I've got a lot of education in this zone of being an actor in these zones. So for me, it's not odd. But for you, it's going to be maybe, let's negotiate that. But for some people, that's not what they need right now. They might need something where I'm like, oh, there's, I'm doing one plus one. I re- oh, there's 10 numbers below one, point one, you know, point two. So yeah, breathalyzer, we just go the breathalyzer numbers up to one. <laughs> like I'll be like, I'll be the point three two. Um, right? Actually, okay. that's not a bad example. All right, all right. One more question then. I, I think just, they I care. I think they care I wanna, deeply. I want to ask yes. the, <laughs> I, I ask all my guests. Uh, it's a, it, I just stole this from the, from the other podcast I watched, but, but I love the question, so I want to ask this. Oh, Bob said. Are you happy? Today, right now, are you happy? Oh my gosh, playing with you guys, not knowing what I'm going to say, trying to make points within an, a quick hour, right? It's like a therapist yes. appointment. They're like, you're out. And you're like, oh, I didn't finish solving the world's problems. I, That is, to me, the height of living it. Everything's called forth. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. I get to bond with you guys again. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to learn something new and be inspired by you. So that's a yes. I would say yes, because, yes. with those qualifiers. Awesome. Because again, is your character, what do we want? As a super objective, I want to be happy. That tells us nothing. Absolutely. It's how is, does that happiness I like get how you constructed? Look at that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. 
I like mm-hmm. to ask that to a, like 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 a. I saw a good podcast that had this last question. I'm like that's a good one. Like no one asked. That's a heavy. Happy that's a, a heavy. Like, hitter, no one though. asked. Like, hey, we would call it value ladder. It's a big word. I like it. We want to have a social answer, and then I also deeply struggle with everything I do, and it always can come out. I say it to my students. I don't know if they always hear this. I say it all the time. I'm, I don't know why I said it that way. As a hundred percent right as I seem that I am, sometimes I could be a hundred percent wrong. So to be mm-hmm. like, no, these are the military terms. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Totally wrong. Morgan, who's going up today? Oh, okay. It's Jacob and Madhavi. Okay. Or, <laughs> you know, and, uh, God, you know. So good. Oh, it's just a, a brilliant thing to be able to be 100% wrong. Madhav, you were my pick for best actor in uh, MPI class of 2018. M- Madhav? He was Madhav. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a brilliant, beautiful soul. The poetry shout he would bring Madhav. in. Shout out, Madhav. Shout out, Madhav at the very end here. This is your shout out to Madhav. Shout out for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> His no, he heart. Was great. He was That's great. how each individual makes a difference in a class. Freak that they the show up, they bring their beard. different heart energy, they bring their different vibrational like energy. We didn't get to the spirituality, squidward. but that would be the energy. Madhav's open, accepting, beautiful, and he had a lot of experience, knew a lot of languages, educated us as well as tried himself. Everybody's important in the classroom. Absolutely. Whatever happens in that classroom is the only thing that could have happened. And if um, obey the law of two feet. If you feel like you're not meant to be in that classroom anymore, walk away. Absolutely. Any classroom in life. And we get a scared. We get a scared. We get a scared. <laughs> so you guys have really um, been an honor to be frightened Absolutely. with you a bit today. Yes, we, go, we ought to get scared. Scared. Incredible. I'm glad you're able to come on short notice. Mm, uh, I think you. that, uh, yeah, this episode definitely, um, uh, uh, I, know, I know it taught me a lot of things that I didn't particularly know about. You know, you're, you're always someone very um, insightful and interesting to just hear you know how your mind works it's 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 perfect for what the show was trying to do you know and so i knew i definitely had to have you on here um i'm a, uh you're you 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 were definitely uh one of those influential um instructors that i've ever had in my life and and i wanted to make sure that you had a at least a small little spot to really share that people who may not have known you know you know who may not be in our field that may not know who you are because because i do think that a lot of things you say you know should be um construed throughout the masses dude absolutely I'm so sorry. I was going to say, wow, well, that's, that's such an amazing thing. But this is a thing. I have no reason to lie to you. Because yeah. look at us now, today. There's no hierarchical arrangement. Nobody's getting paid no. to be with anybody else. And we're colleagues. We're peers. Why would I ever lie to you? Absolutely. Right? Why would, because we're going to work together one day. And when we meet each other on the film set, then we have a much quicker dialogue. When we meet each other somewhere mm-hmm. else, yes, I can, I can pinch it for you. I know, you'll, I know you got my back. I got your back. We're going to go on and do this thing. That's again, my opinion doesn't. You know, I don't want to say it that way, but because uh, I, I don't know how to frame it into a thing, and I always like to frame it into something. I'm always doing four things at once. But uh, what a gift! What a gift! Thank you. I mean, Absolutely. like to say, yeah. Yes. Why would we lie? There's, there's when we pander, when we are less than ourselves, when we are less than our truth. You damage yourself. If I'm less than my truth, by not giving you all of who I am, which could be corrected and adjusted on course, correct. Mm-hmm. On course corrections. My dad's a Vietnam pilot. On course corrections. On course corrections. Yes. That's okay. Going past our ego battles. That's okay. Mm-hmm. To open up to another, to dismantle ourselves. That's okay. And in the hope that this podcast is that um, yes. torch for humanity Please in that light, share this podcast I with come your today to <laughs> blow on that fire and go yes, 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 yes to that. Absolutely. Well, Jacob, it was, of course, a pleasure having you join me 
again for clearly not the third podcast we've we've recorded today. Absolutely not. No, it was definitely <laughs> it, it has definitely we, been we, a pleasure. You know, we've been through a lot trying to arrange the three today. Yes. And we um you know, I gotta say that trip that five minute trip to Speedway was really tough to come back from. So I'm thank you for uh, absolutely putting up with that and having me come back here, you know. Yes. Watching now me this, eat my this episode will be snacks. coming out the week after the launch. So so this will be you know, that big second week that, you know, that's always big for, for, for shows and for things. The second episode is always the big one. So, you know, the sec- so the second episode is our first guest episode. Um, 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 uh, we thank you very much for listening. Those, you know, those of you who decided to take your time out of your day, uh, thank you again to Deb. And once oh, again yeah, to and Jacob. since I'm late. It was a pleasure. I actually have one more small question for sure, Deb. Sure, sure. a little fun, oh, for it, a little fun rando question. Why not? All right. I, I'm going to brought this up earlier, but okay. Do you ever do towel pull-ups to train? Like wrap a towel around a pull-up bar and do oh, those. Oh, uh, I guess I do because that's silks. Mm-hmm. So that is my grip strength for silks, and that towel would sit, suit me perfectly. It's the other pull-ups that I find a hard time doing. So either supinated really? and both pronated. The grip means everything about the shape of the muscles. So and mm-hmm. how they're. I was gonna say because that's all I used to do was I used to do towel pull-ups. I used to wrap a towel around the bar, and I don't like doing them like this. I like doing them like well, that. Well, we're arboreal, right? So we started <laughs> climbing trees way back in the day, and climbing like that with your towel or my silks says, you're right, you're an animal. Let me use all of the muscles that you didn't even know you had in the correct way. Not bicep curls, but climbing, climbing a tree, climbing. And that's a really great note to end on. How can you go out and climb your mountain today with a little bit more risk, a little bit more of an open heart, tolerance of self, and compassion for another? I think that's a great point to end on. Thank, Thank you, you for guys. listening. Thank share you. Share this podcast. Share it with your friends. Like, follow, whatever the hell platform we're on. Do it. Share this thing. And thank you so much. Have a good one.